Hi, and welcome to Seeking the Gospel Truth. I'm Gisela Aguiar. Come walk with me through the life and ministry of Jesus Christ as told by Mark in his gospel. We'll journey with the Savior to the cross and celebrate the good news of his true salvation. I pray that as you hear God's word, it will inspire you to study the Bible daily for yourself. Seek the truth. I pray that God opens your heart, eyes, and mind to understand what the Holy Spirit is trying to tell you. And as you become rooted in the word, you'll also be rooted in faith, hope, joy, and peace. And the world can use more of that right now, don't you think? Let's dig in. Mark chapter 9, verses 1 through 13. What happened when Jesus was transformed in wonderful glory? Well, we're past the halfway point in the Gospel of Mark, and here is where it really gets interesting. We're journeying with Jesus to the cross, and then the miracle of miracles, the resurrection. In today's passage, Jesus reveals his ultimate glory to his inner circle. Let's dig in. Mark chapter 9, starting in verse 1, the transfiguration. Jesus went on to say, I tell you the truth, some, some standing here right now will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. Six days later, Jesus took Peter, James, and John and led them up a high mountain to be alone. As the men watched, Jesus' appearance was transformed. His clothes became dazzling white, far whiter than any earthly bleach could ever make them. Then Elijah and Moses appeared and began talking with Jesus. Peter exclaimed, Rabbi, it's wonderful for us to be here. Let's make three shelters as memorials or tabernacles. One for you, one for Moses, and one for Elijah. He said this because he didn't really know what else to say, for they were all terrified. Then a cloud overshadowed them, and a voice from the cloud said, This is my dearly loved son. Listen to him. Suddenly, when they looked around, Moses and Elijah were gone, and they saw only Jesus with them. As they went back down the mountain, he told them not to tell anyone what they had seen until the Son of Man had risen from the dead. So they kept it to themselves, but they often asked each other what he meant by rising from the dead. Then they asked him, why do the teachers of religious law insist that Elijah must return before the Messiah comes? Jesus responded, Elijah is indeed coming first to get everything ready. Yet, why do the scriptures say that the Son of Man must first suffer greatly and be treated with utter contempt? But I tell you, Elijah has already come and they chose to abuse him just as the scriptures predicted. That's the end of Mark chapter 9, verses 1 through 13. A glimpse of God's glory. There's a lot going on here besides Jesus' transfiguration, so let's unpack this. So the transfiguration story appears also in Matthew 17 and Luke 9. So um, I click on over to my blog, and the link to my blog is in the show notes. And I've done studies in both Matthew 17 and Luke 9. So check out those studies and uh, compare um, the differences and similarities. One similarity is that Jesus says that some will not die before they see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. And the next thing that happens is the transfiguration. They, and not all of them, did see the kingdom of God arrive in great power. 
the inner circle. This is the first instance in Mark where Jesus takes Peter, James, and John with him. Why them? Why can only, one could only guess. Only John stayed with him through the trial and the crucifixion. He is the one, he's the only one of the three who wrote a gospel book. Something to keep in mind as we go on through all this. They were in the north of Israel near Syria and Lebanon. So more than likely, the mountain they went to was Mount Hermon. The Greek word for transfiguration is metamorpho, which is where we get our word metamorphosis. That describes what happens when a caterpillar turns into a butterfly. It totally changes its nature. Moses and Elijah. Moses represents the law and Elijah the prophets. Both of these Old Testament saints didn't have normal deaths. God buried Moses and Elijah, and I'm sorry, God buried Moses and Elijah was raptured to heaven. What could they have been talking to Jesus about? Well, Luke tells us that they were glorious to see and they were speaking about his exodus from this world, which was about to be fulfilled in Jerusalem. Now, I'm thinking that's Jesus' ascension, um, not just the crucifixion, because it says exodus. Exodus means leaving. Okay, obviously the exodus from the Israelites from Egypt, they left Egypt, went to the promised land. That was the exodus. They left. So Jesus' ascension, okay, which um, some of the Gospels mention it, and, and it's also in Acts chapter 1. So I think that's what they might be referring to. So was Jesus getting log logistics as to where and when it would happen? <laughs> but it would be fulfilled in Jerusalem, and that, and that did happen. So Peter, being impetuous again, that is without thinking, thinks it's a good idea to build a tabernacles, uh, build tabernacles or shelters for each of them. Now, the Feast of Tabernacles or shelters was soon on the calendar. So maybe that's why he thought of it. Still, they were terrified of what they saw. Father God then comes into the picture, reaffirming what he said at Jesus' baptism, but he adds, listen to him. Shut up and listen. Listen and obey. I, you know, I challenge you before Easter to take any of the four Gospels and read the words in red, what Jesus says. And um, I suggest you use the free version Bible app. And they even have a plan called the Red Letter Challenge, where you can read just Jesus's words. Check it out. I'm going to do it. It's, it's, it covers 11 days, just about what we've got uh, till Easter. So next, after Father God, Moses and Elijah disappear, Jesus tells them to not tell anyone about what they saw. First, considering the awesome experience they just had, keeping quiet was going to be hard. Wait until I have risen from the dead. Now, there's no way they could have understood what Jesus meant with risen from the dead. They were spiritual babes. In their mortal understanding, no human could ever die and then rise from death. Yet, that's what Jesus told them to wait for. Everything would come to light on Pentecost when God sent his gift of the Holy Spirit. Why did Jesus want to keep it quiet? Well, for the same reason he didn't want word about the miracle spreading. He didn't want people calling him king yet. That's not until his second coming. His mission in his first coming was salvation. 
His second coming will be in victory over Satan. And that's all in the book of Revelation. And if you want to go check out my blog, I've got a whole study on that. Also, it was Rome who decided who would be king. And the king they appointed was not even a Jew. That was Herod Agrippa. Now, Peter writes about the transfiguration in his second letter. We're in 2 Peter chapter 1, starting in verse 16. And Peter writes, For we were not making up clever stories when we told you about the powerful coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We saw his majestic splendor with our own eyes when he received honor and glory from God the Father. The voice from the majestic glory of God said to him, This is my dearly loved son who brings me great joy. We ourselves heard that voice from heaven when we were with him on the holy mountain. Because of that experience, we have even greater confidence in the message proclaimed by the prophets. You must pay close attention to what they wrote, for their words are like a lamp shining in a dark place until the day dawns and Christ the morning star shines in your hearts. Above all, you must realize that no prophecy in scripture ever came from the prophet's own understanding or from human initiative. No, these prophets were moved by the Holy Spirit and they spoke from God. Again, that was 2 Peter chapter 1, verses 16 through 21. Seeing is believing. Yet there was still so much they didn't understand. Then they asked Jesus about what the teachers of religious law say that Elijah must come back before the Messiah. That is prophesied in Malachi, Malachi, Malachi chapter 4, verse 5. And it reads, look, I am sending you the prophet Elijah before the great and dreadful day of the Lord arrives. Now, the day of the Lord is Jesus' second coming which makes me think that Elijah is one of the two witnesses in Revelation who come to warn the Jews and the world of, impend of the impending judgment day. Now, Jesus tells them that John the Baptist was the spirit of Elijah. He came to announce the first coming of the Messiah, and he did. Unfortunately, they, or Herod and company, chose to abuse and kill him. Now, the Holy Spirit is key. God will reveal anything to you if you don't have the Holy Spirit in your heart. The great news is that is very simple. All you have to do is believe, have faith that Jesus is the Christ and he died taking your sins away forever and that he rose from the dead three days later. Repent of your sins. That is stop sinning. Do a complete 180 degree turn in your life and surrender your life to him. Be baptized by water baptism. Show the world and yourself that you have died to your old life and are born again in Christ. Receive the Holy Spirit in your heart. So what are you waiting for? Invite Jesus into your heart and receive the gift of grace and the comforting hope of eternal life. You don't know what to say. You don't know what to do. There's a prayer in the show notes, or you can click on over to my blog. Click where it says, how to invite Jesus into your heart. And at the bottom of today's blog, I just kept finding a lot of songs that just weren't applied here, like um, Open the Eyes of My Heart, You Are God Alone, Glorious Day, and The Days of Elijah. So I have some worship songs for you at the bottom of the blog. So click on over there. Soli Deo Gloria, to God alone be the glory. Thank you for listening to this episode. I pray that the Holy Spirit, the author of scripture, touched your heart to reveal the gospel truth that our hope of salvation is through Jesus Christ alone. If you have any comments or questions, 
feel free to reach out to me via my website or social media. I encourage you to read the Bible daily and seek the truth for yourself. I recommend that you download two free Bible study apps, the YouVersion Bible app and Through the Word. Friends, we are living in strange, crazy times, the last days, the end times. But know that things aren't falling apart, they are falling into place. Jesus said in Revelation 3, 20-22, Look, I stand at the door and knock. If you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in, and we will share a meal together as friends. Those who are victorious will sit with me on my throne, just as I was victorious and sat with my father on his throne. Anyone with ears to hear must listen to the Spirit and understand what he is saying to the churches. Jesus is knocking. It's up to you to open the door. Peter told us in 2 Peter 3.9, The Lord isn't really being slow about his promise, as some people think. No, he is being patient for your sake. He does not want anyone to be destroyed or perish, but wants everyone to repent. Jesus is coming back soon. Are you ready? Repent of your sins and invite Jesus into your heart right now. If you don't know what to say, there's a prayer in the show notes and on my blog. Jesus said in Matthew 24, 14, and the good news about the kingdom will be preached throughout the whole world so that all nations will hear it. And then the end will come. Soli Deo Gloria. To God alone be the glory.